0: It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. This is Kyle Hyman, and with us is our Executive Director here at Redeemer Radio, Cindy Black, for Theology of the Body Thursday. Thanks for being here, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be face-to-face with you again.
1: Yes, there we go. <laughs> See?
0: Bring, it is good. Bringing in the topic. It is good,
1: <laughs> yes. So, I've had several things that I've been involved in in the past week that have really made me pay attention to the importance of face-to-face conversation Uh and fostering our relationships through that face-to-face interaction. So last week, there was a presentation that I went to. I'm part of this Great Kids Make Great Communities advisory Mm -hmm. committee, and we had an event about children and technology. And Michelle Druin, who's a research professor at Purdue Fort Wayne and also Parkview, she talked about the role of technology in our children's lives and how to set limits and things like that. And she reminded me of a concept that I had forgotten about called tech neck. Okay. That's actually like we spend so much time looking down at our phones that it's actually changed young people's posture and Mm -hmm. because they've grown up with it. Right. uh, It's probably affecting us older people as well, in ways. And she just talked about having sacred space in the home where technology is not permitted so that your only interaction is face-to-face and eye-to-eye. And that reminded me of Father Ben's expression of... When he talks about intimacy, he says, into me see, Mm -hmm. and that there is this power through looking at one another, like we are created to gaze upon each other, and to behold each other, and that it's necessary for that human connection and interaction that God created us for, Mm -hmm. and when we're deprived of that, it takes its toll on our relationships. When we aren't face to face, we miss nonverbal cues and we don't relate. We become more utilitarian. Mm-hmm. This conversation, I'm trying to achieve something rather than just know the person and listen with my heart and share my heart. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think we can see with social media, with all the different ways that we can communicate with people, with like, Skype or FaceTime or Hangouts or whatever, and where we could actually see the person's face, even. And I know, like, my parents are out of town right now, and so my kids will call up grandma and do a little, you know, video Mm -hmm. chat with them. Is that like some kind of middle ground, or is is that closer to being face to face, like being able to see somebody, or is that closer to just staring at technology?
1: Well, I think it depends. In that case, when there's physical distance, I think it can be a real blessing. Yeah. There was something to, I took a class in the Holy Land in 08, and that was my first time to, like, I put Skype on my laptop and everything. I had never really used it before.
0: Like, you were here, but the class was offered in the Holy Land?
1: No, I went to the Holy Land to take the class, so I was in Israel for three weeks. Okay. Uh, It was the first time Notre Dame allowed students to return there after a lot of conflict uh-huh. in, the, in the area. And my children were still fairly small, and it was so much better being able to actually Skype with them and see their faces than yeah. just hear them on the phone. Mm-hmm. That distance, especially for a mother's heart, hearing their voices almost made me long to see them more and almost like, didn't solve my need to connect with them, but being able to look at them and see them made a huge difference to Mm -hmm. me. So I think when we're separated by distance, technology can provide that face-to-face that just audio or just text or letters doesn't. But it's not a substitute for. We really do need time in the presence of another. Mm -hmm. And... Yesterday, I took the opportunity to visit somebody who's a spiritual son to me that I hadn't seen in quite a long time. We had been seeing each other really regularly, and I had to drop something off at their house, and he invited me in, and we sat down at the table. And we've been texting back and forth, even talking on the phone and things, but something about sitting at that table and just having a conversation— I was able to see as he shared with me and told me things were good the more we talked I could see that there was something in him that he needed to talk about and if we wouldn't have been face to face I would have missed the opportunity to say I think there's something more going on here mm-hmm. and to have him be able to share his heart with me and when I decided to talk about this as a topic I tried to do a little bit of research and see what's out there and it actually really saddened me because most of the stuff I found online really reduced the face-to-face interaction as a way to get what we want more.
0: Oh wow. Interesting.
1: So some of the studies
0: manipulate somebody?
1: Yeah. Or yeah, it's to me it's manipulation. I don't think they would view it that way. They talk about like when you're face to face that you're more likely to be able to convince people to see your perspective Mm. if you have face-to-face meetings rather than a phone meeting you get better decisions and that you can pick up hidden messages you can mirror people more so that you can be persuasive to them and it really kind of discouraged me that it wasn't about the sake of the other it was it was about getting ahead or being more productive it wasn't for the simple fact of knowing and being known and that's really what we're created for we're created for this mutual self-gift in a loving relationship with god and with one another and if we're constantly looking at the other person as a means to an end we're reducing that person to an object and in turn not being the person that we were created to be Like we're designed for communion and not for the sake of being able to build better things or have a more financially successful business. Those things exist for the good of the person, not vice versa. And we can really get caught up in that. And I think Theology of the Body reminds us that the human person and our relationships are the highest good in our lives.
0: Well, and I think all of those things that you mentioned in a negative light could be just tweaked a little bit to be positive. So being in somebody's presence to be able to mirror them could help show empathy and that you care and not so that they do what you want or to be in somebody's presence so you can pick up on the little signals. Right, or just
1: like I shared Yeah, about so them. that you <laughs> can
0: help understand what they're saying and maybe- be able to go a little bit deeper. You know, so a lot of those things could just as easily be positive things, but maybe people are using them for negative purposes. I was thinking about this within the context of confession, though, that I enjoy face-to-face confession a lot more than the screen, even though I feel like it's a little bit more vulnerable and embarrassing to do that. It seems like there's a better interaction. And like all of those things that you were mentioning, the priest is able to kind of pick up on these different things. If I, he's like, wait a minute, there's something more to this, you know, where that screen, you can still get a lot of that because of the tone of the voice or whatever, but it's just not quite the same. But then if we kind of joked a while back about like, how could we make confession easier? Like, could you do it over the phone? Could you do it over text and message or whatever? Like you don't have that in those other cases. And, the more you get away from that human interaction the more you lose from the sacrament and how important it is for us to be able to confess our sins to a priest and not just go directly to god to have that human interaction with that sacrament is so important
1: absolutely and lately i've actually been forcing myself to go face to face Uh i have this weird thing where i would actually say hi to the priest, peek around the screen, <laughs> say, it's me, <laughs> yeah. Um, not trying to do this. But I don't try to justify my sins nearly as much when I'm behind the screen. I just oh. like put them out there. Uh-huh. But I've really been challenging myself because I thought like, you know, it really is Christ that we encounter in the sacrament. And he is a person with eyes. And this is kind of the next best thing or the... Mm-hmm. How I can tap into that gaze, that loving gaze of Christ, even while I'm revealing my sins, which He already knows.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes I can get jealous of the apostles, although they had a lot more hardships—not <laughs> just with uh, you know persecution, but also just the conveniences that we have in modern day. But that idea of actually being face to face with the human walking christ like yeah we can do that with adoration and we're face to face with christ present in the eucharist but to actually be there face to face with jesus I'm, i get jealous of that and that whole like thomas is doubting but then he touches him and he says you know great for you but how much greater for those that will never see me in this context and just that i whenever we think of theology of the body that God became man so that He could have that face to face interaction with humans, mm-hmm. and then that they could tell that story. They could say what they've learned from Him and and how we have benefited. You know, two thousand years of Christianity have benefited from that face to face opportunity, that interaction.
1: Right. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the incarnational aspect of God. Then I think we now have that opportunity, I don't think we realize it. Im- enough every interaction is going to reflect back to us those eyes of jesus Mm. that every person that we encounter we can have a tendency to think that you know when we encounter somebody who doesn't have any faith at all or maybe doesn't seem like they have a lifestyle that we can relate to at all i think sometimes we can approach it as you know I know Jesus and I go to mass and I've got this prayer life and Mm -hmm. I'm so in touch with God that I can share God with this other person. But in that face-to-face encounter, that other person has as much to reveal to us about God as we have to reveal to them, it's just in a different way. Hmm. And I think we need to remember that. And as we go through life, try to strive for that more face-to-face and making eye contact with the other person. That allows us to see them in their humanity and not necessarily as a means to an end. Right. To actually look in their eyes, ask their name or how their day is, and make that connection because we're created for that. And the other things in our life that pull us away from that actually are supposed to be fostering what we were created for, right. which is that communion with God and with one another.
0: Well, and that can be the friends that we've been, you know, talking about getting together and then we never actually mm-hmm. do that and just say, Hey, hey, let's sit down and have lunch together, coffee, whatever. Or it could be the stranger that we run into and we are face to face with them. And are we recognizing Christ in them? Are we having an interaction or is it just a,
1: Exchange, a person that you yeah.
0: cross paths and and you kind of almost use them as like you're here to give me this service of whatever, right? Like means a to cashier or whatever, yes. and not as a human being that has a has a story, has a mm-hmm. has struggles, and and has God present in them. Yes. So good reminder. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank Appreciate you. It.